I'm Jeffrey Payne, WIBQ Midwest Correspondent, and you're listening to Big Band Files and All That Jazz with Doug Miles on your Suncoast radio station, 1220 WIBQ.
Real pleasure for me to welcome one of my favorite actors of all time. He'll be here in Sarasota a week from Sunday at the Van Wazel doing his show. His uh, brand new book is called Tony and Me, A Story of Friendship. Of course, the great Jack Klugman joins us now by telephone. How are you, Jack? I'm fine. I can hardly hear you. Okay, I'll try and jack up the phone a little bit there for you. Sorry about oh, that. Good. There we go. But uh, what a great book, Jack. I had a chance to look through it last night and watch the DVD of the outtakes of Mott Couple. What a great addition to that book. Too. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, that was one of my favorite shows growing up in New York. That was must-see TV, uh, 11 o'clock every night on Channel 11. You were the guy that was watching it. We were, because we were a flop for five years, rating-wise, but I knew we had a good show. Well, I actually remember watching it when it was on ABC as a kid growing up in, you know, on Channel 7 in New York, and then uh, after that it took off, like you said, in reruns, and that was became every night at 11 o'clock you had to watch The Odd Couple. Yeah, reruns, you really got... There was a time when a half hour didn't go by where it wasn't shown somewhere in America. But that was once we went into syndication. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, they, they had it on uh, TV land for a while, and uh, they've taken yeah. it off there. I don't know why. Any chance of bringing it, it back? Yeah, I think it's a little expensive. And I think uh, TV land had it on for a while, but I think it gets a little expensive with the music, and, and everybody gets a piece of the action, so... I think that's the reason. I know you the and TV Land has been very good to us. Yeah, I know you and Tony uh, did kind of like you know, little inter uh, cuts in between the episodes. It was, it was great uh, when they first brought him on to TV Land. You kind of introduced the episodes. Yeah, which was great. You know, that was a terrific outlet for us. But it, it's on somewhere because I, I own ten percent of it, and so 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> I know it's on somewhere. <laughs> that's always a benefit, but yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, you know, when when Tony passed away uh, a couple of years ago, I mean, uh, really, one, you know, both of you together and individually, two of my favorite actors, and of course, that's the topic of the book here. How's it been just going around the country and, and talking about Tony? Well, it's it's been kind of touching in a way, but it's brought him to life. I can't find closure because when I see those those uh, outtakes and he's so full of life and vitality and all the things that he ever did for me which was so much brought me back to the theater you know we had, we had a good friendship when we first started for five years but then when I got sick the either relationship either moved up a notch or it falls disintegrates well it moved up a notch and he was the first one to visit me in the hospital and I lost my voice I had no sound at all and I said, I lost my voice. And he said, let's face it, Jack, you never did sound like Richard Burton anyway. <laughs> but then he said, if and when you're ready to come back, we'll find a venue for you. I go, yeah, find a venue for an actor without a voice. But he did, on stage. You know, he never made a promise to me that he didn't keep. And he had my vulnerability with kid gloves. He was terrific to me.
I saw both you and him in two productions at his uh, National Actors Theater. It was the Three Men and a Horse, and then I saw you again in the Sunshine Boys. And when you, do you live in New York? I, I grew up in New York, yeah. I uh, lived oh. there until about ten years ago, but I uh, went up on you know vacations and, and saw you guys. I knew you were going to do the show at the National Theater, and what what great afternoons of theater that was. Oh. They were they were such a joy to work. It was a joy to work with them, and you know I had no voice, and even had very little sound. And I said, they won't hear me, Tony. He said, promise you, they'll hear you. They love you. I will mic you. They will hear you. And they tell you, I just believed in them so much. And they did hear me. And it was a, I mean, I would never have come back without him. I would never let people in my life like my kids without him. He taught me so much about being vulnerable and letting people in your life, as he did. You know, he had great taste in women. <laughs> he married two wonderful women, and he loved being a parent, everything about him. Even though he was not a kid when he was taken away, I, at the memorial, I said, he, boy, what a jip, because he was taken away too soon. This is Brenda. I'm on the show with Doug. Um, did you have a favorite episode? Yeah, Password. Oh, yeah. I love that Password. And it was the only time he had lived on a show, because, uh, you know, it, it was... There were such crazy things, like I said, a mayonnaise, and he said, Lincoln. And I said, Lincoln? <laughs> he said, well, it was a well-known fact that Lincoln loved mayonnaise. <laughs> crazy kind of things. But then they, he was through, and they had to take him out, and they had a long cross with the security guards, and he had lived that line, boy, what a jip. That's and right. I just broke up. It was the only ad lib. We, we improvised during the week, but once we did the show on the air, we never really went beyond what was written, and it was it was so funny. He really got me. I remember he used uh, to bring me up all the time. I remember Aristophanes, and then the, it was ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I like the one you did with. I love them all, obviously, but the the Monty Hall ones were great. Uh, Let's make a deal when you did that with them. Oh yeah, they were all those shows. They were Tony's ideas, like the opera singers. And bringing Howard Cosell on. Oh, sure. I never would have thought... I, it was very hard for me to ask somebody who was successful to do a television series or do a, sh uh, a guest spot. But he he knew the value of it. He, was, he called Monty Hall and said, come on, do a show. And the writers, they wrote a wonderful show. I thought that was funny. Yeah, you had some great stars in it. I remember you had Bobby Riggs on one episode where yeah, you kept losing money Billy to G. Bobby. <laughs> and we had Howard Cosell. We had all the opera singers. We had Edward Malala, Roy Clark. That's right, the Roy Clark show. Yeah, you gave him yeah. about four songs. That was a, just a wonderful series. And just watching the video, uh, you can tell, I think you even introduced it, saying how much fun you guys had. I mean, oh, you know, the guys, the kids today make a hell of a lot more money. And they made more in two days. The kids aren't friends that I made in five years, but they didn't have the fun that I had. The wonderful learning experience and the fun. Hey, you know, I always said the best actor I ever worked with was Henry Fonda, but the most fun I ever had was with Tony Randall and doing The Odd Couple. Yeah, speaking of Henry Fonda, they show The Twelve Angry Men on uh, TCM quite a bit. That was a great movie, Jack. I love that movie. Yeah. I don't usually like doing movies, but that one was a joy. That was, that was really a labor of love because Sidney Lumet directed it was his first movie and those you can't get a cast like that. They were so wonderful, every one of them.
treats me all so mean My man, he don't love me Treats me awful mean He's the lowest man That I've ever seen Things 
that you know is wrong. was an all-star cast so many went on to do so much television after that but what a great story and again it was almost like a play jack wasn't it yeah. uh, you know reggie rose wrote it and he didn't make any money because when the show was done they, they played it at the capitol theater which doesn't exist anymore it was on 50th and broadway and it seated five thousand people but this was an art film so they put it on and after a week they took it off and, and in France, they put it in an art house that it ran for two years. But here they put it on as a, you know, because that had so many stars in it. But it didn't do well. So he made most of his money, he told me, doing 12 angry women at PTA meetings and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it became a play. <laughs> Talking with uh, Jack Klugman, the name of his book is Tony and Me, A Story of Friendship. And you actually did the, the play odd couple on Broadway, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I replaced Wall and Mouth Out. Right, right. I, uh, for about four months, but then I, then, uh, I left. I did it for four months. But you, uh, you couldn't replace Waller. You could just substitute for him. He was so wonderful in that. What made that play so good? It just, uh, everybody identifies best, uh, with it? It's the best American comedy written in the 20th century. There, you notice there is no exposition in that show. Everything from the first line, that's a laugh, where that cop is dealing very slowly, and Speed says, Tommy, Mr. Maverick, is this your first time on the riverboat? And we got a laugh <laughs> on the first line, and it never stopped. You got to know these characters through what they said, but no exposition. It really was, it was Danny Simon, unless uh, this brother, that uh, who really was Felix Unger. He was my story editor when I did a series called 90 Bristol Court, which didn't last. 
How how is uh, uh, Tony's wife doing and the two kids? She's doing very very well. She's a great gal, and the kids are doing beautifully. Two beautiful kids. Tony loved being a parent. You know, we were doing the art couple in London in 1977 when he found out she was pregnant. And he knocked on my dressing room door, and I opened it, and he stood there with a grin. He said, the machinery works. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and he named them after, I believe, what, uh, uh, musicians, I, right? I, I, Italian I, musicians? I, Julia, even. He, he named after uh, a woman at Dutch Glass Menagerie. Right, right. And uh, yeah, he, he loved, you know, he really was a lover of the theater and a lover of the uh, of the opera. But uh, he was an aficionado. He knew everything. People used to call him from all over the world to check on facts about the opera. He knew it all. <laughs> he retained everything. Remember, La Forza del Destino. That was the uh, where you won the car. And yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> a long time ago, a million years B.C. The best things in life were absolutely free. But no one appreciated a sky that was always blue. And no one congratulated a moon that was always new. So it was planned that they would vanish now and then And you must pay Before you get them back Again That's what storms were made for And you shouldn't be afraid for Every time it rains It rains And it's from heaven don't you know each cloud contains pennies from heaven? You'll find your fortune fallen all over town. Be sure your umbrella is upside down. Trade them for a package of sunshine and flowers. And if you want the things that you love You must have showers So when you hear it thunder Don't run under a tree There'll be pennies from heaven for you So when you hear it thunder, 
Don't run under a tree There'll be pennies from heaven for you And for me Sunny 1220 proudly salutes our men and women of the United States Armed Forces. This is Pete Department here, and I need to snap my fingers to a great beat. There is only one place to turn. Doug Miles, Big Band Files, and all that jazz on 1220 WIBQ. When I'm awfully low When the world is cold I will feel the glow Just thinking of you And the way you look tonight You're With your smile so warm And your cheeks so soft There is nothing for me But to love you And the way you look tonight
Jack, I just got to ask you one question. Uh, any chance in, uh, in we're seeing Quincy again? I know you said you wrote a script for a Quincy episode or a two-hour movie. Um, they don't seem to want to. Do I have a two-hour Quincy that CBS put up the money for? And it's a wonderful show. It's, uh, it's, got a, it's a reunion, and it, it would save a thousand lives every year. But they wouldn't put, they invested $70,000, but nobody wants to put it on. I tell you that show. I said that show that you did, besides being very entertaining, you also brought a lot of uh, medical issues to the public uh, forum. Yeah, well, well, we. Uh, I tried to be a muckraker. I always wanted to be like since I've been up in Sinclair, clean up the slaughterhouses and the coal mines. So when I, I did that show, I said I want to cure social injustices that exist, and that's what we did. We we dealt with sudden infant death syndrome and uh, often diseases and things like that, parent abuse. And we did shows, and they were very entertaining. Today, see, we were interested in the living. Today, these shows at CSI, they're interested in the dead, mm-hmm. which has no they They cut you, see, you see somebody cut a body open and the blood comes out. But that doesn't help the living. And we try, we never had a body on that autopsy table. We just, we were interested if we caught the murderer through an autopsy, that was to help the living so he wouldn't murder anybody else. Yeah. If we cut somebody open and found the cause of an epidemic, it stopped that epidemic and it saved the living. So that's the difference between what we did and what they're doing today. Yeah, it was a great show. Well, you'll be in Sarasota a week from Sunday, and uh, yep. looking forward to that. You doing a tour around Florida, Jack? Yeah, I'm doing four places. Uh, Clearwater and Sarasota and... Uh, a couple of other places I don't really know where, but there are four places that we're going, and I'm doing a lot of book signing and stuff like that. Well, that's great. It'll be a two o'clock show, and I'm going to step down. I want to see that show, Jack, and I'll stop back. I'd love to get a picture with you, if you don't mind. Uh, My pleasure. Been a big fan of yours for a long time. It's called Tony and Me: A Story of Friendship. Uh, it's published by Good Hill Press, and I know all the bookstores probably have it, right, Jack? And, uh, and you can get it on TonyandMe.com. That's right. Yeah, great website. Jack, uh, appreciate you joining us from uh, California today. I know it's early out there, but uh, we love talking to you. My pleasure. We'll see you next Sunday. Okay.
saddest kind of song He knows things are wrong And he's wrong From Natchez to Mobile From Memphis to St. Joe Wherever the four winds blow The winds blow the I've been in some big town And heard me some big talk For the very Today 